Hi guys, it's Emily. I just wanted to jump on really quick and preface this week's episode. This week, I'm joined by one of my good friends from high school, Jasmine Hernandez, and she's actually one of the first people I asked to be on the show just because she's super smart and super well-spoken. And when we had talked about um, what we were going to talk about on this episode together, she said she really wanted to talk about insecurities, which I was more than happy to have a conversation with her about. Because in high school, that's something that I went to her a lot about is my own insecurities and she would give the best advice i hope you guys enjoy the episode and let's just jump right into it hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the totally type a podcast today i have my good friend jasmine hernandez hi it's so weird because we're having to do this on zoom since we're in quarantine right now but do you want to like give a little intro about how we know each other Yes. Um, I met you freshman year of high school, I think yeah. in the surprise English class. But then I didn't really get to know you until our sophomore year when you joined ASB. So how many years has it been? Five years? Well, do you want to count sophomore year or you want to count freshman year? You're counting I knew you freshman year. Like we had mutual friends freshman year, but Okay, so to start the episode, I kinda wanna do a little this or that game with you. So it's gonna be Disney edition because you work at Disneyland which is so fun, and you're a Disney fanatic. So, do you prefer Disneyland or Disney World? It's so hard. There's so many different, like, you want to say Disney World because they spend so much money, and it's so much bigger, and they have a lot more rides, but quality over quantity. (laughs) Disneyland. Okay. Do you like Dole Whip or churros better? It depends on the day, but probably Dole Whip. Oh, wow. You surprised me with that one. Okay. Um, fireworks or parades? Depends on the season, but probably fireworks, because some of the parades I don't like. I feel like ours kind of suck in Disneyland, not gonna lie. Parades, sometimes you only need to watch them once, but I feel like fireworks you never really get tired of. Yeah. Well, you get both in the fireworks. You get, like, a little show, kind of, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I feel like when I used to go to Disneyland when I was younger, they didn't used to do the projections on the castle, but now that they have those, I feel like it's so much better. Okay, Space Mountain or Incredicoaster? Space Mountain. I'm really yes. Did you go to Disneyland when they had like the Red Hot Chili Peppers music playing? I don't even. I don't know what year that was, but I don't think I was born for that. No, it was like 2005. I for sure went. 2005. It was when is when we got renovated. I do not remember it. I remember being scared of it when I was little because when you rest your head on the rockets. Oh yeah. Rest is a speaker, so it was really loud, and I'd always like. I don't know why I would cover my eyes, but I'd cover my eyes. Okay, this one's kind of controversial, but Thor, Captain America. I feel like I know your ah! answer. <laughs> well, I have an obsession with all the Chris's. You want to tell the story of when you saw him at Disneyland? Oh, yeah. So before I worked there and I was a crazy AP, it was the Food and Wine Festival and I was with my sister and I saw on the Disney Celebrity page that Chris Hemsworth was in the parks and I was like, oh my gosh, he's here. I need to see him. So I was like, I'm going to think like Chris Hemsworth. If I'm rich and I'm famous and I'm coming here only once in a while, what time of the year is it? And I was like, the food and wine festival. So of course I'm going to be in California Adventure. So I literally forced my sister to California Adventure. We're walking down the aisles where they have all like the food booths and whatever. And sure enough, I saw him walking down and (laughs) it has to be a trained eye. He was in like a hat, sunglasses. He looked like a completely normal person. Didn't yeah. like, look big and bulky, but not as big as he is on TV. But he just like totally slipped in. So if you weren't looking for him, you weren't going to find him. Long story short, I followed him into Disneyland. <laughs> and then eventually people started catching on that it was him. And then they went backstage. I, it was almost a year ago. 
I remember when I saw him on your Snapchat story, I was like, you need to send me updates. I was like, you guys were trying to follow him. Okay. What's your favorite part of working at Disneyland? I think my coworkers, I think that's, um, we deal with a lot of stuff and people are really rude to us. Right. Um, and it's kind of hard most of the times because like when people are mean, like they don't go for like, ah, oh, screw you. Like they go like hard. Right. Like, hit your insecurities and you're like, how did you even right. do that? So it's just like, what the heck? And sometimes you want to like cry because you're working 12 and a half hour shifts. Like the only thing I feel like most of the days that gets me pushing through is my coworkers because like we're just like this big dysfunctional family who like we see each other more than we see our own family which is kind of mm-hmm. and they just make everything really fun yeah it's like that for a lot of places that I used to work too like once you put on your uniform people think you're less of a human being and that they can just say anything they want to to you but speaking of rude people in ASB we used to get <laughs> so much crap for being an ASB for all the stuff that ASB would do from teachers and and students right they were so mean to us. Like, we would try oh, wow. so hard for everything, and then they would be like, well, that sucked. And you're like, <laughs> it only took half the year to plan. If you think about it, we were still, like, 15, 16 years old, and people were so harsh. Yeah. So I feel like that's definitely how we all got super close to one another and how I became really good friends with you. Like, especially sophomore year was so much fun. I think also the IB thing that we did, that was just, like, crazy and all the crying and stress. Yeah, we would literally see each other for so much of the day because we would have all the same classes. And then on Mondays, we had three-hour class after school together. And we would always go to McDonald's yeah, or get some Mexican <laughs> food or something, which I miss because college is not like that at all. But, you know. Okay, so like I was saying before, you're definitely a person in high school that I went to for advice because I feel like you are the kind of person that always knows what to say at the right time. Like, you're a very good friend. You're very compassionate. You. right I know I think you are so one thing I always struggle to talk about with people especially still now like is my insecurities and especially in kind of that leadership role you don't want people to see you sweat right like you don't want people to see that you have your own insecurities because you're supposed to be the one that's there for other people right and so I feel like whatever it is everyone has some sort of insecurity and I think a lot of mine in high school were like my performance, like doing good enough in my job, doing good enough in ASB, getting enough good grades to go to college, whatever it might be. The transition to college has been so different because I feel like it's much more personal now. Like it's body image, physical appearance. Like it definitely changes as you grow older. So if you feel comfortable, what do you, what would you say are some things that you're insecure about? I think something that I've struggled with since, I mean, and has not changed for years is definitely like my body like the way that my self-image the way that I look at myself um mm-hmm. I've never had a really good sense of self-worth like I've always struggled with my body image and it's like it's been since elementary school all the way to now and like you know that too like in high school it was completely like it was super bad in high school but like something that I really struggled with was I put my self-worth in how smart I was so I identified as being like a smart person and I was like okay that's what I am so, like, my senior year when I worked my butt off and I wrote all those essays, like, junior year, like, and then getting all these rejection letters back, and it's kind of, like, I put all my cards down. Like, everything I did for the past four years was trying to get into these colleges, and I didn't. And suddenly, I didn't feel like I was smart anymore, and I kind of felt like I lost my sense of self. I struggled with that for a really long time. And I feel like both of us are really similar in, like, our entire high school experience was just in preparation for college like we didn't really get to enjoy everything that everyone else did because we were so focused on that and when you put so much pressure on that one thing in your life and it doesn't turn out the way that you want it to it's heartbreaking high school is your entire life when you're 18 years old 
like obviously you can't plan out your whole life but when you do so much to get to that one place and you're not where you thought you were going to be in five years like that is definitely a hard pill to swallow yeah uh, I think it really messes with you because like I feel like you and me we both like like, you're super smart and I remember that being one of the first things that I like noticed (laughs) this chick is like extremely smart and at first it was really like threatening to me because I was like I'm always used to being like extremely well read and I feel like the thing that like we have to deal with is like when being smart isn't just enough obviously the colleges can't see who you are as a person like they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting what they saw on paper, which isn't anything near what you are. Right. So much more to you. And I think that's hard for us to comprehend and just like understand like this is only a small part of you that they got to see. They didn't get to see the entire like who you are as a person. Right. They weren't with you for four years to see how you interact with people, how you would be in the real world. And I think it's also crazy because when you get to college, it's like those are people that are just like you. So like the thing that identified you and had you stand out and high school is a thing that everyone has in college. Do you think that your insecurities stem more from pressure that you put on yourself or pressure that other people put on you? It's more stuff that I put on myself because I feel like it's something that people expect of, expect of me. I'm my biggest like critic and I know that, but I think it's like developed from like I from like a really early age and I don't want to put the blame on anyone but growing up it was really hard because um like just with like my self-image and everything I never felt comfortable in my own skin because of that I just turned kind of like academics because I felt more secure in that this is like hey I might not be the prettiest or like the tallest Mm -hmm. but at least I'm smart I think a lot of it had to do with like my mom I remember the first time which is really really sad but the first time I ever went on a diet was when I was in third grade I think because Taylor Swift was coming into like town at the Honda Center or something and I wanted to go I wasn't even a huge Taylor Swift fan like I don't even know I wanted to go but I wanted to go and my mom was like oh yeah I'll buy you a concert ticket but you have to lose 20 pounds and I was like oh okay like no big deal but like yeah messed up you know that messes with like a third grader like messes up with my mind and just like it's always been like a constant battle since then so I feel like Part of it comes from, like, a little bit of her, like, the self-criticism that I have, but I think a lot of it has to do with I never really dealt with it, and it just, I've kind of just kept it. Yeah. When I met you in high school, I thought you were such a confident person. I feel like you do a good job, we all do a good job of kind of masking the insecurity, and I feel like our personalities are very much like we want to be good enough for the people around us, and even mm-hmm. if they don't blatantly have to say it, we feel the pressure for them from them still. It's hard when you notice a flaw about yourself when you're like us and then that's like the only thing that you can think about right that one little thing which no one really pays attention to which I always think about this and it's crazy like even if I were to get every plastic surgery or every weight loss surgery or whatever it might be like to change my physical appearance there would always be something else about myself that I would find that I didn't like yeah it's a vicious cycle of comparing yourself to others which is so hard because of social media especially like when I scroll through my phone on Instagram, I'm just kind of numb to comparing myself to other people. Like, it just has become part of my mental state, you know? And I think at the same time, you like to tell yourself, oh, like, I know this person doesn't actually look like that in person, but for some reason, your brain just can't, like, make that connection. And it just, it's telling you, I don't look like that. Why don't I look like that? I need to look like that because then I'll feel worthy and then I'll feel pretty and, like, all this different stuff. I struggle with that a lot. And I've looked into it, and one thing for me to understand stuff more and try to, like, be easier on myself is if I, like, look into the science behind it. Um, Because, like, again, I'm, like, an academic person. So Mm -hmm. understanding the science behind and, like, why I, like, I've read some researches on it 
but basically it has to do with the parts of your brain that deal with like visualizing yourself. So like give your, the, your brain can tell you what you physically look like and then what you feel your body. Like if you close your eyes and you move your right arm, you know, your right arm is moving. You know like what you, it looks like, right? You can feel it. Yeah. And you can visualize it. So that's part of it, but it also comes from like a collectivist point of view. So it's how others view you. And so it's like a mix of both how you see yourself and how other people see yourself. But then it's also, you're becoming like, like you said, numb to what you see on social media. And that's because your brain, the more you see stuff, the more that your body becomes like numb. It just sees it and it thinks this is the normal. So if you're going through social media and all you see are these like super tan, really skinny, really tall girls, your brain starts to think this is the new normal. That's what you see on mainstream media. So your brain starts to think, this is what I need to look like. Scientists say, like, you need to, like, cut it off. You need to unfollow these people because it's, li- like, you literally can't handle it. Surround yourself with people who truly love you and appreciate you. And they, like, they validate you, you know, for who you are. Because then it helps you build, like, a foundation for your own self-worth. But, I mean, it's really hard. Like It's, it's definitely a- easier said than done. But this quote that I love says, it has always seemed that a fear of judgment is the mark of guilt and the burden of insecurity. And I feel like for me, especially when I go to post a picture on social media, I will stare at that picture for an hour until I can pick it apart and give myself a reason not to post it, right? Because I'm like, I didn't notice this an hour ago, but why does my cheek look like that? Or why does my chin look like that? And it's like an hour ago, you wouldn't have even noticed those things, but you're so stuck in your head comparing to the last picture that you saw on Instagram of someone else. Like when you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, oh my gosh, my left thigh is so much bigger than my right thigh or like something. It doesn't necessarily have to be that. Learning that like body dysmorphia isn't necessarily like what you're actually seeing. It's like your brain literally making things up, which I thought was like, what the heck? Why didn't anyone tell me about this? Because this is literally what I do like every single day. So I was just thinking like how crazy it is. Like you're kind of, you're in your own mind game. Like you cannot escape it because your body's so fixated on this one thing. And I just thought, like, a lot of girls, they might not necessarily have it, like, when they're younger, but as they get older, because they see these other girls, and they're like, okay, I see them, and I see me, why don't I look like them? And they start looking at the small things that they can change to eventually look like them, and I think it just, it gets worse as you get older. Yeah, definitely, like, in high school, I used to always be like, oh, I don't think I'll ever be one of the type of people to have an eating disorder or to care so much about what I look like. I, I don't care what people think, but I feel like unless you actually experience it, you don't really know what it's like. And for me, my body dysmorphia really hit hard freshman year of college. When you're talking about how they focus on such minute details and they don't see the big picture, that was what it was for me. I was like, I need to spot train this one part of my body until it looks like that you know, and you do all these two-week programs, and you stop eating all sweets, all carbs, whatever, which isn't even healthy. Yeah, so, like, the girls on TikTok, because it's, like, they're, like, really trendy videos. The ones, like, this is how to get smaller waist, because it's all I see, and it's, like, you're, like, okay, so how are you gonna do it? And you see the, like, before and after pictures, and you're, like, dude, that's insane. How did they do that? And they're, like, oh, I just did these simple exercises for, like, two, three months, and you're like, okay, and then you see the before and after, like, okay, so if I do that for two to three months, my waist will look like that, and then later on, someone, like, exposes them and is like, oh, yeah, by the way, they definitely got, like, a waist reduction surgery, like, they got one of their rib cages removed, and you're like, what the heck, you totally lied to me, yeah, like, you don't know how many people have actually gone and gotten, like, modified surgically for smaller waist, like, 
I don't like whatever it is. And it's like, it's not a bad thing. If you can afford it, by all means do it, but don't lie to people about it because then it has them thinking I can look like that. Like, do you remember, um, I don't know what year this was, maybe like 2013 when those flat tummy tees were a thing. Do you remember those? And like, there was like a whole scandal with the Kardashians and stuff about trying to like promote flat tummy tees and how dangerous that was for young girls watching that stuff. Yes. And I feel like I still kind of fall for those fads to this day because you want the quick solution. Yeah. No, I was watching this TikTok the other day and it was this girl who was like taking pictures of herself from different angles to see what she would look like to other people. And I was like, wait, I didn't even realize that other people did that. Yeah. You notice how bad, like, because people will be on there talking about what they think about all the time. You're like, dude, I never even thought about that. Should I be thinking about that? Mm -hmm. How people like six feet. Cause like, they're like, Oh, my boyfriend's like six, two. So they'll put it like six, two. And then I level someone, someone who's like five, five. And you're like, what should, should I be working on this? Yeah. For me, I was like, Oh, people do that too. Like I'm, I'm not the only one that does that. That's kind of alarming. Like it is scary. And we spend so much time on our phones and see that all the time. Especially TikTok. I mean, I can spend hours on there because all the, you don't see the same video twice. It's mm-hmm. just crazy that there's that many people on the platform. I know. Refresh every time and get new videos. And it's just, I miss Vine. I think we should have just brought Vine back. That was People didn't care what they looked like on Vine. Yeah, it was just to be funny. This is more of like, okay, now I'm seeing these filter challenges and I'm seeing these fit challenges and I'm seeing like my like shopping haul and I'm like, oh gee, I wish I could dress like that. Like, I have an obsession with clothes, and so, like, if I see all these girls wearing this stuff, I'm like, dude, I really want to wear that, but it doesn't complement my body type, or I can't, because, like, some features are bigger, and I'm just like, okay, and then it makes me feel like I can't dress cute, because I'm not dressing the way that they're dressing, but, like, in reality, it's just different styles for different body types, and it doesn't mean that one's less, I don't know, like, in fashion than the other. It's just, like, I know that's something that I always really struggle with, is, like, the really cute tops right now, I don't know what they're called but they're like cardigans and they tie in the front in the front just a little one yeah I know what you're talking about I can't wear those and it pisses me off that I can't wear those but I think they're so cute and I'm really like dude I really really want to wear them so it makes me feel really really bad about myself because I'm like I can't wear that because it wouldn't look appropriate or wouldn't flatter my body whatsoever or um like the really small like mini dresses or like I remember talking to Lonnie about this but um you know the midi skirts they have? That, like, mm-hmm. So, like, I bought one from, like, Shein. It took months to get here. And I got a large, and it came in the mail, and it literally looked like a small. And I was like, well, this is great. <laughs> I was like, it's not going to fit me. And I waited a whole month. And I told her, I was like, hey, do you want it? And she's like, I'm too short. I can't wear it. It'll make me look weird. Right off the bat. And I was like, you didn't even try it on. Like, it's really cute. Because, like, when I saw it, I was like, first thing, I was like, oh, dude, Lonnie would look so cute in it. Like, no doubt in my mind. And then she's like, yeah, no, I look short. It'll look weird. And I was like, no, I think it'd be so cute, and I was just, yeah, I was just, I thought it was crazy, because, like, to me, in my mind, I was, like, I can already picture the outfit that she's gonna wear with it, and then right off the bat, she's, like, yeah, no, and you're, like, oh, shoot, like, yeah, no, have you seen those TikToks of, like, the the new one that just came out, it's, like, a new trend, where it's, like, the asymmetrical face or whatever, oh, I did that yesterday, with my my roommates, I used to always, like, it's, like, a joke, but not really, that I think my face is lopsided, okay, so, like, (laughs) I saw that TikTok the other day, and I was, like, okay, I know I shouldn't try this, because I already know what I'm gonna think, but I see these girls, I'm like, I would kill for my face to be that symmetrical. Like, yes. obviously, you're not perfectly symmetrical, but I was like, my, I would kill if my face looked that symmetrical. I was, I don't remember, I think it was, I was watching, oh yeah, an office, the episode of The Office when they're like, I think her name was like Hillary Swank, I'm not sure, when they were debating if she was hot or not. Mm-hmm. And one of them came up and made the argument, the only reason you think she's pretty is because her face is symmetrical. And the way that humans perceive beauty is based on symmetry. Mm-hmm. Or, I was like, 
oh my gosh. And then I was like, my face is not symmetrical at all. And then you really think about it. Like when we look at people, we think they're pretty because both sides of their face literally look like identical. So I was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. So this challenge literally like, I was like reading the comments and people were like, yeah, why did you have to do this? Like my self-confidence is already low. Like how does yeah. it God's favorites? Like you're just rubbing this in. <laughs> at this point, you know? I mean, it kind of bothers me, like, when people are like, yeah, you're never really going to see the, the way that you look, because when you look in the mirror, it's not the image that other people see, and then I saw, like, I'm pretty sure it was a TikTok, this dude made, like, a true mirror, and he had it, like, I don't know the exact science behind it or physics, but he had, like, this box, and it had the mirrors angled at different, like, angles, and he's like, this is what you look like when people look at you, and he's like, this is how you make, like, a true mirror, and I was like, I want that, but at the same time, I don't because I know I'll probably end up crying. Like, yeah, you're like, I already know it's not going to be a good outcome for me. I can't yeah. look at myself in there. Yeah. yeah. Dude, did I tell you what happened to my thumb? Oh, I was wondering, yeah, what happened to your thumb? I cut it with a knife on accident yesterday. What are you doing? I was cutting an apple. <laughs> I was cutting an apple, and I was trying to get the seed out, and the knife went like this into my finger. <laughs> I literally had a full-on panic attack when it happened because I saw the blood, and I thought I was going to have to get stitches which I don't, but, like, I almost passed out, like, I had a full-blown panic attack, like, I was cold sweats, and, like, all the color from my face was gone, and I, like, couldn't, I was, like, no one talk to me, like, <laughs> talk to anyone right now. Oh, my God. I can't even look at it, it's so gross, like. I, every time I use a serrated knife to cut a bagel, um, I slice this part of my hand. Like, oh, my gosh. Because I, like, I, you know, they say, like, cut away from you. You gotta get that, have you seen that bagel cutter where you, like, oh my god, I'm gonna send it to you on Amazon, you need it. I saw it on TikTok, and it's the greatest (laughs) invention ever. It has, like, a plastic cover on the front, so you can't cut yourself, but you, like, stick the bagel, and then you just push down on it, and it slices it in half. Oh, kind of like a pan, I was gonna say Pandora. Like Uh, those apple ones, you know, the apple ones that are like that, but it's for a bagel. I'll send it to you. Use that instead of using the knife. Seriously, so I don't tell myself again. I'm like, I'm not touching a knife for two weeks. I cannot. Okay, so I know we got kind of sidetracked with my battle scars, but do you have any last words of advice on how to deal with insecurity? Um, I feel like there's no way, like you were saying earlier, um, even if you were to get all these surgeries and you were to, like, work out or whatever, and you get to what you perceive to be, like, your ideal weight, your ideal figure, hair color, whatever, there's still going to be something that you're not satisfied with because the entire time that you were doing that, you weren't doing it for the right reasons. You're doing it to look like someone else. And so when you get to that, you're going to be like, okay, well, now that I've fulfilled the self-craving that I have, what am I looking for now? Because you're still going to have that sense of like emptiness. And it's kind of like, you can't really find that worth until you know who who you are. And you're like, you know what? I'm doing this for myself. Like, you just have to learn, and it's super duper hard, and people spend their entire lives doing it, but, like, learning to love yourself and just accept the small things. It's, like, start with small stuff, because I know, like, loving yourself in its whole entirety is going to be super hard, but if you start with small stuff, like, stop criticizing yourself. Like, watch the way that you speak to yourself, because the way that you speak to yourself can make such a big difference, because, like, I feel like if you talk to people the way that you talk to yourself, you definitely would not have any friends, because you were so mean to yourself. And, like, you joke about it because you're like, ha I'm so fat, I'm so ugly, you're, you're so stupid. And you're just like, dude, no, that's not what you say to people to uplift them, you know? Like, it takes the toll on people. And I think you have to just, like, stop and pause and thinking, like, is what I'm saying true and is it nice? And it's just, like, I feel like those small steps will eventually get to you being able to learn to love yourself and accept yourself for who you are. I think something also that I found really interesting is, and I never really thought about it, watch what you're watching. 
So when you're watching shows, like um, like Project Runway or whatever, you're it's all models, so they all pretty much have very similar features, you know. And it's kind of like watch shows that like show different body sizes. So like one of them they were showing was like Parks and Rec, and I was like, dude, I didn't even think about that because like literally every single character in that show has a completely different body figure and they just look normal and I like I, I absolutely adore that show for like other reasons because it's like hilarious but I was thinking like yeah it is important that you're watching shows where they all have different body features because like one show that I'm obsessive about is like the vampire diaries and they all look like models super tall and that doesn't help because you're like what the heck but like yeah just watch what you're watching and obviously what you're consuming like on social media like, just unfollow them, like, if you, if you're really concerned about, like, their life story or whatever, you can check up on them, like, once in a while, but, like, you don't need that showing up on your feed constantly. Be nice to yourself. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on the show. I love you. You're amazing. I love you, too. (laughs) You gave such good advice. I'm so excited now. You just finished listening to the Totally Type A podcast. Follow Totally Type A podcast on Instagram and make sure to leave a review and share with your friends.